The Holiday Spy, dedicated to Cecilia, whose family supports Story Nori on Patreon. Hello, this is Jana, and I'm dropping by with another mousy episode of Story Nori. You may have heard our fable recently called "The Cat That Went Dingling." This introduced a family of mice, including the heroic Jimmy Mouse and the very clever Judith Mouse. At the end of the story, we told you that they had all gone to live in a cafe by the sea. Well, if you've been wondering how they've been getting on in their new home, here's an update: the winter months are a quiet time for the cafe by the sea. The customers are mostly locals, including a couple of very hardy swimmers who dip in the waves every morning, no matter how cold it is. After their swim, they come up to the cafe to warm up and eat scrambled eggs and beans on toast. The swimmers are very friendly with the cafe's owner. One day, they asked him why he had a tattoo of a cat on his arm, but no real-life cat. A cat would keep the mice away, said one of the swimmers. Oh, don't worry. We don't have mice in this cafe," said the cafe owner. "You know they don't like the sea air." In this, he was mistaken. A mouse called Judith was listening to their conversation from behind the skirting board. "This is good intel," she said to herself. "The owner doesn't know that we're living here." I love cats, but sadly. I'm allergic to them. The hair makes me sneeze. In fact, just thinking about cats makes me. Phew! That's fantastic news," thought Judith. That evening, during the family meetup, Judith shared what she had overheard. My confidential sources inform me that the owner will not be getting a cat for Christmas," she announced, and all the mice squeaked and cheered. Hush! The owner has no idea that we're in his cafe. Stay as quiet as a mouse at all times. Remember, careless talk costs lives. Grandpa Mouse warned the clan. The cafe owner was careless, and when he swept up at the end of each day, he missed plenty of crumbs. In fact, the family of mice were super lucky to be living in such an unhygienic place. Life was as sweet as it could be for them, but I must say I just wouldn't want to eat in that cafe, even though the owner sounds like a really nice person. Now, across the road, another family of mice had just moved into their new home, but they weren't quite so lucky. They had chosen a fish and chip shop where the owners were really into cleaning and disinfecting. My type of people. Even worse, they heard a rumor that the family who owned the fish and chip shop were looking for a kitten as a Christmas gift for their young daughter. In short, the other family of mice needed to find another home before Christmas Day. Now, one night, Judith heard some scratching. She could recognize every single member of her family just by the sounds they made with their claws. But she could not recognise this particular scratching. 
So Judith very cautiously spied out of a tiny hole in the skirting board and saw a little grey mouse scouting around the edges of the cafe. Ha! An intruder! she said to herself. But before she could raise the alarm, the little mouse escaped through the gap under the front door. Judith ran over to the door and peered through the gap. She caught sight of the little mouse scarpering back to the fish and chip shop. Judith immediately woke up Grandpa Mouse and Jimmy Mouse and reported everything that she had seen. This is serious. The fish and chip mice are spying on us. When they see how sweet our setup is here in this messy cafe, they will want to take over. This could mean war. They could invade us any minute. Then what are we waiting for? said Judith. Let's take them out with a first strike. We'll invade them before they invade us. Sneaky wins the day. That's what I say. Mm, hold on, said Jimmy Mouse. Experience had made him more cautious. We could be wrong about this. We don't want to start a war just because we feel suspicious. Grandpa Mouse knew that a war between rival mice could be a very messy business. I agree with Jimmy. The wise course of action is to send a spy to the fish and chip mice and discover their plans. Do they mean to invade us or not? We really need to be sure before doing anything drastic like starting a war. That's a brilliant idea, said Jimmy. We need good information. Grandpa, who shall we send as our spy? Well, we need a mouse that's brave, quick-thinking, resourceful, and above all, totally trustworthy. That sounds just like Jimmy, said Judith. Great minds think alike, agreed Grandpa Mouse. Oh no, not me again! Oh please! Why do I always have to be the hero? And so poor little Jimmy once again was chosen to carry out a dangerous mission. Before setting out. He found some reddish powder that the owner of the cafe had accidentally spilt on the floor. He, he rolled in it to disguise his grey coat. Unfortunately, he had chosen cayenne pepper, and you can guess what happened. He immediately sneezed. Achoo! This is no good," he said to himself. "The first rule of spying is not to sneeze just at the wrong moment." And get yourself discovered! Achoo! He sneezed again. Oh, I hope that's it. I've sneezed all I'm going to now. Well, I'd better head off on my mission. So little Jimmy ventured out and scampered across the busy road. Fortunately, he narrowly escaped the fat tires of a truck, and he arrived safely at the fish and chip shop. It was good timing. The fish and chip mice were holding a meeting under the floorboards. 
The boss of the clan was a mouse called Magnolia, commonly known as Sweet Thing. Sweet Thing was saying, "We all remember that cake shop down in New Orleans. It was the best we ever had." We got to get back to that cake shop," said a voice. "Unfortunately, we can't. They bought two cats." There's a beautiful cafe just across the road, facing the sea. It's full of crumbs and delightful morsels of scraps and mess, and it's just the perfect home for a family of mice. It's too late. There's a family of mice that just moved in," reported the mouse that Judith had spotted. Just as the conversation was getting especially interesting. Little Jimmy Mouse couldn't help himself. The cayenne pepper got up his nose, and he sneezed again. Achoo! Some of the mice who were standing near him moved away. Nobody likes to be sneezed on, especially these days. Now, Sweet Thing had a mouse sense that told her the sneeze did not come from any of her children, or grandchildren, or great grandchildren, or great great grandchildren. She had an intuition that there was a spy in their midst, and so she said, "Here is some top-secret information which you must not share with anyone outside these walls. I have a spy living among the family of mice across the street. This mouse is highly placed and able to send me top-quality information." Believe you me, if a mouse so much as sneezes over there, I know all about it within the hour. Now, of course, none of this was true. Sweet Thing did not have a spy. It was a lie meant for the mousy little ears of whoever it was that had just sneezed. And sure enough, when little Jimmy Mouse returned home, he very excitedly reported what he had overheard. A spy in our family, a traitor you made, a treacherous little mouse. How、oh, if I could get my hands on him? How can that little mouse betray us? Who is it? Who is it? You think? The story of the traitor spread like wildfire. Soon, every mouse in the family was looking at their brother, or sister, or cousin, or second cousin twice removed, and thinking. The traitor, and at the same time they were worrying. Oh, does anyone suspect that I'm the traitor? Then, of course, there was no traitor. It was all a false rumor made up by Sweet Thing. She wanted to set the rival family of mice against each other. When people or mice start to fight amongst themselves, they defeat themselves. There's no need to fight them. This was all Sweet Thing's cunning plan. It wasn't long before a brown mouse accused Judith of being the traitor. 
I've always suspected that you were too clever by half, little Judith. You use all those long words to put people off the scent. But it's clear to me that you're a traitor. And a white mouse said that Jimmy was obviously the traitor because he had been to a meeting of the fish and chip mice. He even admitted it. He condemned himself out of his own mouth. And other mice pointed the finger of accusation at Grandpa Mouse, claiming that he wanted to marry Sweet Thing and start a new family. All these rumours started to fly around. Some mice even called for Grandpa Mouse, Jimmy and Judith to be arrested and put on trial and found guilty. Can't you see? This is a devious disinformation campaign. It's called counter-espionage. And it's straight out of the Spymaster's playbook, squealed Judith, exasperated. But nobody understood what she was talking about. It's an old-fashioned witch hunt, squeaked Grandpa Mouse. I served this family with honour, complained Jimmy Mouse. And this is how they repay me? But nothing they said put a stop to the poisonous rumours and accusations. And I am sad to say that all this family quarrelling and fighting happened around Christmas, which is meant to be a time of peace and goodwill. Perhaps the mice had it too good in the messy cafe. Life there was a mouse's paradise. On Christmas Eve, the owner's two swimming customers came in for breakfast as usual. They heard a lot of squeaking under the floorboards. The mice had forgotten their rules about keeping quiet. When they were quarrelling, they squeaked at the tops of their tiny voices. Bad news, the woman swimmer said to the owner. You got mice, and so the owner bought a cat for his cafe. After all, he chose a handsome Siberian cat that did not molt too much, and is good for people with allergies. And when the cat arrived shortly after Christmas, the family of mice were once again homeless and looking for a new place to live. But at least they learned to stick together and not fight amongst themselves. And one moral of the story might be: when life is good, don't spoil it with pointless squabbles amongst yourselves. Peace and goodwill aren't just for Christmas. There for all year round, and don't worry about the mice too much. I'm sure the family found another new home. And if you like these mousey stories, we can do another one in the new year. And that was the Holiday Spy, read by me, Jana, and written by Bertie for StoryNori.com. And I'm delighted to dedicate this story to Cecilia, whose family supports us on Patreon. Cecilia would like to be at school with our character, Katie the Witch. Cecilia, I hope your wish comes true. But in any case, thank you so much for supporting us. And hello to your mum, Jen, too. May we wish you all a very merry Christmas, good health, luck, and success for the new year. 
And don't forget, we have a new podcast for slightly older listeners, teens and upwards, I would say, called Relaxivity, where you can hear some of our most gorgeous, relaxing, and sophisticated stories. From me, Bertie, and me, Jonna. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas!